Hey, you're listening to Charge Tech Podcast, episode 68, the podcast that looks at tech under the hood. I'm your host, Owen, and joining me today... Frederica! I'm back! You're back, and Zach! Yay! We're all here, let's do it! I don't know what the end of the intro is, but... You're back! Yay! <laughs> you ask us how we are! Yeah, well, how are you? You're back! We like had to survive for two whole episodes. Frederica, we missed you so much, and I'm sure our listeners did too. Thanks! <laughs> well... To be honest, I didn't really miss you guys. No, I, I did. I did. I did miss you guys. But it's, it's like it's like passive miss. It's like you don't want to be there. Yeah, exactly. It was perfectly good to not be here, but yeah. I'm also glad to be back. Right. Because I mean, yeah, that's how yeah. holidays work, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. So, did you have a good time? <clears throat> oh man, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah, it was super good. Super nice weather. Super shiny weather every day. Shiny weather? Oh, like sunshine. Yes. Okay, got it. I wasn't sure. I was like, shiny? Does that like, mean like the like ground firefly? is shiny? Yes. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, cool. No, and I went to Sicily, and it was super beautiful. Mm-hmm. Sicilians are strange people, but they're also nice, and their land is very beautiful. People. Yeah, they're strange, but the food is super good as right. well. So, I don't know. It was a paradise. Cool. But now Glad we're back. to hear it. Yeah, you're back in one piece. Awesome. I mean, you did tell us about a lot of weird traffic problems. Yeah. So. And we were driving around in a smart. Oh, what? You have one of those little things? Did you have <laughs> yes. to charge it? No, it was. Uh, it I'm was so an scared electric. of those like things. It was an electric car. Oh, it was like a gas smart car. So yes. it's not that smart. Is what you're saying? They're usually gas. Smart. But oh, there all is ones also. Here are I know, oh, really? I know, but that, that's because of. At a company that oh. they're but it's usually like a lawnmower engine. Yeah, like you take those to lawnmower repair people to get them maintained. Oh, it's smart. At least in the U.S. Yeah. Well, no, we don't have lawnmowers that big. Oh yeah, People that's don't right. own lawnmowers. You're an, no one has a garden here. <laughs> <laughs> Literally no one. And if you do, you're probably rich as fuck. I used to get paid as a child to mow the lawn, like ten dollars. Yeah, and it took like two hours or something. I have never time. touched a lawnmower. It's mower very satisfying as a life. child. You get to use this like stupid motor machine that all it does is cut grass, and you can pay ten bucks. It's great. Is there one of those where you sit on it? No, no, no. Well, the one we had was like a push one. Like, oh, you yeah. just push it forward, and then you have to like turn. Yeah, it's like a vacuum cleaner, but for yeah. grass. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I know how they work. But. I forgot that people. I'm a millennial, so I'll never have my own lawn. So I, I, I forgot yeah. that people do that. I've never. My parents also didn't have a lawn. 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 Welcome to Lawn Podcast. Lawn Podcast <laughs> under the hood. You're a lawnmower. This week we're going to talk about fertilizers. <laughs> no, but like actually having a smart in Sicily was pretty good because yeah. uh, it made parking very easy. Cool. Mm. And people park like it's Paris. <laughs> I don't know if you have uh, any visual. Yep. But um. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're glad you're back. Um, yes, very glad. Zach, are you uh, doing well? I'm just doing well. Just to make sure you're I sitting there. went to Eindhoven last weekend. Wow. Which Exotic. Was fun. It was like Dutch Mountain View. Dutch Mountain View. That's that's my take on Eindhoven. Amazing. I liked it. It was a short train ride. Uh, Phillips is based there. Yeah, I love that these are just facts. Like, <laughs> that's how much you have to say about Eindhoven. It's like the uh, Wikipedia you know, facts. I would go back, but cool. I don't think I would live there. Okay. I don't I'm, know. I'm from the province. Oh, yeah? Yes. You personally insult her. No, I, 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 there's a reason why I don't live there, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Okay. laughs> um, 
Awesome. Okay, so on that topic, let's show we show we do it. Yes, we have one person in the live stream. One person. Yeah. What's up? Hey, person. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, so Des. we're starting to test live streaming, which is fun, and and it's in Discord. Which, by the way, I'm just a reminder. You can view the link, the secret link that won't be so secret eventually. In the show notes of each episode, uh, there's a new link. So get on it. It's actually pretty fun. It's been good. People have been active because it's new. Yeah, it's new, yeah. <laughs> um, so more new people should, should join. Anyway, so last week, Zach and I like got all the way to the end of talking about Apple for like one million years. Yeah. And then realized that we didn't talk about the other big thing that happened that day, that Microsoft acquired GitHub, and I felt like an idiot because it's actually arguably bigger news uh, than anything that happened. Yeah, uh, absolutely it was bigger news than WWDC. More impactful on the yeah. industry. Like, Apple stuff is like, cool, it's a PR news like announcement. Like, cool. And then there was GitHub acquires... Uh, oh, GitHub acquires Microsoft. <laughs> uh, we have what? all the facts here. <laughs> GitHub acquires... Oh, my God. Microsoft. Microsoft, Microsoft, Microsoft buys GitHub. GitHub. Yeah. Uh, it sort of leaked over the weekend and then was On officially announced. I think was it still Sunday when the uh, no the Monday. GitHub statement went out. It was Monday. Oh, well, well, there were rumors on so. Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, it's gonna happen tomorrow. You're gonna read it. That's tomorrow. weird because usually when you get an acquisition rumors, it goes dark for a long time because it usually leaks a lot earlier in the talks. Yeah. And this time it was the opposite. It was like the complete. It was it was thirty six hours. We went from. Oh God! GitHub might not be an independent company. To Microsoft has acquired GitHub. Congratulations! No, it went to lol. Microsoft's yeah. I mean, the what? whole internet no. like friggin' broke down. That's so. never gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, seriously? So on Friday, I saw the news that oh, Microsoft has acquired GitHub, and I kind of just I read it and I thought like, oh, that's funny. I don't know, I just didn't really think anything of it, because I thought, oh yeah, it's really far away that this will happen. And then I log in on Monday at 9, and it's like, congrats, it's happened, $7.5 billion. Uh, that's that, it. Is and that it a good done. amount, you think? No, uh, well, okay, I actually think it's a good amount, because it's 20 times revenue, which is crazy. That's crazy. GitHub had, I think, at this year they were expecting to make $400 million. So, the but, cat is meowing. Owen, <laughs> do you think it's a good amount? I th- think so. I'm in two minds about it. It seems cheap, right? I mean, $7.5 billion is a lot of money, just to be clear. But it is 20 times revenue, and I think they were expected to make... Last year they made a supposedly $200 million. This year it was reported that they were going to reach about $400 million. So, like, it's kind of crazy amount if you look at it like that. And I think the reason that it seems undervalued is because it's literally the world's code. Yeah, everybody's... Yeah, it and seems. I and I think maybe this is what we're seeing. Uh, I think I was talking to somebody about it this week. It's like you're kind of seeing all the old unicorns start maturing or find out that they're not worth what they were supposed to be worth. And so it's kind of a strange thing, I guess, because as a result, you're starting to see like GitHub exit and they could have gone public. That was what probably was everybody's game. But I think investor pressure is starting to come on to all of these companies. Like Evernote was the first one to have it happen, and then they like pivoted and like lost all, all their people. customers. Yeah, yeah, lost a lot of people uh, and still did nothing. I, 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 don't, know. I, I don't know. I think they released Dropbox. Recently, yeah, but... Dropbox uh, exited, but well, they went. They public. just had their IPO. Yeah, and so it's and not GitHub is the same yet, era. Yeah. Like GitHub is ten years or so old. Um, it's been around for a long, long time, and I think it was going to happen at some point. Like, in my mind, 
GitHub was going to get acquired or go public, and going public would have been worse than Microsoft. If, if your like, take is oh, Microsoft absolutely. is bad, going public would have been a disaster. Why, why would it have been a disaster? So I think Microsoft has what developers like in mind more than the public market would, because every time we've seen like any sort of developer-focused company go public, it tends to be that the investors start gutting it just for the profitable part, so like enterprise. Yeah. And I think GitHub's, one of GitHub's strength is enterprise. So they have a great enterprise solution. It's like hosted GitHub. You can run it inside your company without the public version. It's really cool. I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, like the Etsy IPO. Mm. Of They went from this like really wonderful community to like, okay, we have to monetize a little bit better before we go public right. so that we can show financial growth. And then they do that and they lose that you know, it's like GitHub's a developer community. Right. Etsy was the equivalent for Absolutely. small sellers. So, like, it, it could easily happen in the same pattern. To your point, I think I think that's really it. What investors want is very misaligned with what... Like, sorry, what the public market wants is very misaligned with, uh, I think, GitHub's uh, success. I think I get it now. I was like, why would it be... Why would it change the product so much? But it's obviously... It would change the trajectory of the product. Yeah, because people would want to invest only if it's worth their while. And Enterprise is the only moneymaker for GitHub. Yeah. I mean, they have these private repos and stuff, but I don't think it's really meaningful. I mean, I'm sure they make a few million. Yeah, because I saw a lot of people I on Twitter saying that GitHub is hemorrhaging money always. Big time. I mean, they've had a number... They've, they've been raised from basically everybody in the valley. It's so interesting how... We, like. It's, it still seems to be the biggest problem with any product. Well, yeah, they all don't charge from day one. If GitHub had launched with... The problem for GitHub is they had two things. They, they did the famous like free user strategy and then introduced their pricing, right? That's and then like, it was always optional. Yeah. So And GitHub got around this. It was GitHub's solution was interesting, I think, at least. So they had... Um, it's free to use forever unless you need it to be private and that's when you're actually serious and you're less likely to churn i would say all that kind of thing but it has a side effect of everybody just keeps everything public and that's been really good for good, the community yeah. yes however there's some stuff that just shouldn't be public and i think the pricing model wasn't really equipped like it, the, it's like eight euros a month or something and you can have 10 private repos and they can be any size or 10 gigs or something. It's, it's a lot of size. Like, it just doesn't seem sustainable. And who is... How are they paying off all those other repos? Right. Like, so, view is huge. But it's really good customer acquisition strategy. Yeah. I mean, well, that's I, that's why so many of these companies well, They're monetizing at the top end. Yeah. But GitHub was... To be clear, GitHub was late to enterprise. So right. I used... I installed and hosted GitHub Enterprise, which requires, like, a lot of contracts and stuff to actually even touch it. Um, maybe four years ago. And it was version one just four years ago so they had just gone to market with it and they've been around for a decade it's it shows that they realize i think they realized late that those users weren't going to cover the cost of the company so they had to go for enterprise which is fine i just realized when you say decade it sounds like you're saying dickhead <laughs> amazing serious question though what why is this good for microsoft so <clears throat> that's an interesting question. Oh, I think that's a bigger question. I was just looking at the live chat, which we now have, and Dust, I assume it's Dustin. I don't actually know. Um, 
He says he's always paid for GitHub private repos because it was donating to support it. Uh, yeah, I agree, actually. Uh, that's the thing. Hi, Dustin. I, I agree. I think that's the biggest reason I always paid as well. I, I liked supporting the company. I think a lot of developers do. I think they could have highlighted it more. But to Frederica's question, I think Microsoft sees a window here where... Or multiple. Multiple uh, windows. windows. Oh, <laughs> shit. And that's Charge Tech Podcast. Bye, Biscuits. <laughs> We're done. Oh, jeez. That was bad. Okay. Oh, that was multiple amazing. windows. Yeah, they see four windows. Um, and so, <laughs> so I think I think Microsoft sees a opportunity here. What you've seen in, I think it's been two to three years. I'm bad at apparently remembering when things happened. This is tech industry's fault because it feels like 12 things are happening every no, day. No, it's normal. Memories yeah. work like that. So anyway, uh, I think that Microsoft, ever since Satya Nadella became CEO, has wanted to win over developers. And they realized in... Apple's absence that they have an actual good shot at it. If, if you look at the whole way that they've reorganized the company, they don't. Windows itself is there, but it's a it's a conduit, I think, and they see that that is like the thing that gets other things to people. And so what what you're seeing is they're trying to woo developers. They have they were when they acquired GitHub the world's biggest open source contributor, which is crazy. They didn't even contribute a year and a year and eight months ago. Wow. Um, they shifted Windows onto the Windows team, like the team that builds that, onto Git, the protocol, um, eight months ago. No way. And it took two years of work closely with the GitHub team to make it happen because Git, uh, it's such high volume, it's 100,000 commits a day or something like this. It's crazy. Oh my God. It's 3,000 people there committing code every day. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, and so the, it's, there's like this, and then on top of all of that, they also have the world's most popular uh, code editor now, Visual Studio Code, open source also. And then on top of that, they in install um, with Windows. It used to be really annoying to be a software developer on Windows for a long time, unless you were building Windows apps, because you had to use this like shitty command line thing. And now you just like push a button and you've got like the same bash experience that you get from a Mac. And so they basically honed in on that market of people who are, I, it's what I see a lot on GitHub, that people talking about hipster web development. But it's that, it's that market of like young developers who want just something that works. And in Apple land, it's not anymore because you can't get hardware that works. And so I think they've been going after that. Yeah. And I mean, this is all unrelated as well in a way that I think they just want to win developers over again. I think they realize that they just can't survive anymore if they don't have them. So you think this is, kind of, this is one of the moves... For Windows to make Windows big again. I don't think it's about Windows at all. Uh, uh, Microsoft, sorry, yeah, I always... So, yeah, but no, Microsoft platforms. So I yeah. think they realize Windows is going to be free forever, right? Like, yeah. That's free right now. And Apple did that. Yeah, and Apple I mean, did it. Apple was like, and that, operating system's free, and they're yeah. like, shit, we got to do that too. Yeah, and so yeah. for consumers, it's free. They still charge businesses, to be clear. Yeah. Which is fine, because you need the support or whatever. But what's interesting about it is Windows is, again, it's a vehicle now. And so I think they want developers... And they're making the best developer tooling because they want developers to build stuff for Azure, like their cloud platform. And they want developers to build using their app store. It all makes sense. Like if you can give people a great coder to free GitHub hosting privately, I assume that's what's going to happen. Like that's the next step immediately is like as soon as this completes, they're going to just make private repos free and you just pay for your business. Oh, interesting. And then from there, it kind of just keeps going. It's like if you can woo them over with this end-to-end -end development strategy... I think even if you're a Mac developer and you build Mac apps, it's going to be interesting to consider 
trying it and building for the Windows platform or building for the cloud or whatever. Whereas before it was like, oh God, you're going to use that like Windows thing and build .NET apps or ActiveX or whatever <laughs> like shit they were hocking. Yeah. And it's really interesting because the approach is the opposite. Like the Windows store, and we talked about Electron a little bit, I think on an episode Last where Freddie Girl was away. Um, Electron is yeah. huge right now, right? Every A lot of apps are big and Microsoft Most acquired that in this yeah. acquisition. Microsoft owns Electron right now. And what's really interesting oh. about that is the Windows platform. So this is a Windows store now for those who have not used it in years. Um, and there's a, all the big flagship apps are there. There's Netflix, there's Facebook Messenger. You can get a native app on Windows in the Windows store for Facebook Messenger. Great. It's a progressive web app. Same technology as Electron. And so uh, what's really interesting is Microsoft bet on the open shit now, the stuff that people want to use. It's genius. Um and I think this is just one step in the whole thing. It's like, we've got the best web tooling, we've got the best desktop tooling, we've got the best cloud. That's kind of it. And if you look at their revenue, I, I know way too much about them. If you look at their revenue, it shifted completely from like Office and Windows to be the opposite. It's now mostly Azure focused. There's wow. some devices and services. There's Windows licensing for like enterprise. And then that's it. It used to be the opposite. Windows is like the only, it was like their iPhone. Right. Uh, and now it's like, I can't even imagine paying, I think you used to pay like, I paid like 300 bucks for Vista, I think. Wow. Yeah, I always just me. thought that like the, the Office suite, the like Word, oh, PowerPoint, Excel, whatever else was like their equivalent mm. of like Google's ad business. Yeah. It I was think, like well, you're what right, propped you're right. up everything else. I think you're right. They make more like, money from that. And yeah. Windows was the other thing underneath it. Yeah. I think it was like 20% though. It was never Office, the largest. I think... The reason that you see the shift to the cloud is because Office 365 makes up a lot of that, yeah. which is like hosted Word, and it's like their modern version of all of this. So they've gone that way. It's just fascinating because the whole business, if you look back two years ago under Steve Ballmer, was developers, developers, yeah. developers, but like nobody wanted to use it. He was, it was very insular. They were just building all this crap, and then Sadia Nadella showed up and just like fired a lot of people uh, repeatedly, actually, pruned the org down, got rid of a lot of people, changed the way the whole thing works. And you're seeing weird shit like GitHub getting acquired by Microsoft and developers are upset, but that's not, it's not that bad. Can I give my take? Yeah, please. I think that developers are upset about this because typically developers are upset about most change. Yes. I just, I feel like yes. we're in this place. There's lots of complaining about what happens in the industry. Yeah. It's, it's the same regardless as, as the is. equivalent of like the design industry <laughs> every time there's a new design tool or if somebody says like design issue code like it's yeah. one of, it's the same thing I think developers or problem? like the recent IHOP thing yeah like <laughs> oh my god let's not get into it into it IHOP um, just google I th- it I think a lot of uh, designers or at least design twitter was like and then I think but I think the target audience really thinks this shit is funny. Also a bajillion so people works. are tweeting about it. Yeah. It's great marketing. It's great marketing. It's so insane, but, but it's great marketing. to complain about shit. So, yeah. I, but I think the developer community, and I'm sorry for those who I are developers who are myself. listening. I'm a developer too. I hate, I complain about everything. But I think, no, that's like, it's common knowledge. Like I work with a lot of people, like a lot of the work I do is with companies that need to market to developers. And everybody in the industry says that problem with developers is the moment they get a whiff of bullshit, even if it's not bullshit, they think it's bullshit forever. Yeah. Like, they just write you off in their head. And I think I kind of alluded to this um, somewhere else the other day. 
the people who are upset about this are the people who think that Microsoft is the same company it used to be. They're right. the people who used to write Microsoft with a dollar sign instead of an S, micro dollar sign soft. Like that that kind of old meme where people are like, that's like money that like squeezing cash out of people. Yeah. Anyway, it's just <laughs> Yeah, you didn't ever see this online? Anytime it was like about Microsoft, they put a dollar sign instead of the S because it's like a take. It's terrible. I hated it. Um, yeah, it's a very different company. I agree. We should be it, suspicious it, of them. No. I think we should be suspicious. What, what, I, what I wanted to say is we should keep any merger with caution. Like, yeah. uh, consolidation is not good. Right. But, but at the same time, if... The runway for GitHub was either continue to raise private money and lose money or go public and lose the community that they've built. Mm. This is the best option. Yeah. It's like permanent funding. Yeah. That's exactly it. GitHub just got 20 years in the tank. Yeah. (laughs) With the world's biggest organization. Second, no, not big. Like top 10. Yeah, it's big. Facts. Before we move on, I do also think it's interesting, like you mentioned GitHub owns Electron. Electron, yeah. They also have Adam, the code editor, yep. which you could argue is a competitor to Visual Studio, mm-hmm. but like none of those products make money, so it's not yeah. really a competitor. Yeah. But they they like immediately were like they they had this awesome Reddit AMA. Yeah. Oh my god. Awesome Reddit AMA about it. It's the only good AMA. It was probably the best one I've ever seen, and they were like immediately like we're gonna keep Adam around. We know the developers care about their tools mm. and are very particular. Sounds like designers. Yeah. And so, which is really cool. I think they're like. Um, I don't, I don't know how to explain, like, adult in the room. They're like, They're the we get up. it. They fucking get it. They got the like, grown-ups. GitHub yeah. was a company that needed some grown-ups desperately. Well, like, yeah. This company was just wandering around. Google GitHub harassment. Like, yeah. there's awful things Google, that happen Also, Google, that like, GitHub developers like, upset, and you'll get 12 versions of it. But yeah. a year, literally 18 months ago, following that sexual harassment suit and all that happened with that, the whole company just, like, completely careened off the rails. And then you got this letter last January that was like, Dear GitHub, from the world's most popular 100 repositories like on your platform, you literally haven't shipped anything for us and we're all suffering. Uh, we're all just going to like build our own thing if you don't like fix this. Thanks. <laughs> and they like said sorry and blah, blah, blah. And then they shipped like, very small inconsequential things that made people's lives a little bit better. But it's, it's a company that... like inherently it's been very slow for a very long time and i again i think it's for good reason because developers are fickle but i think it will change things okay that's enough about github what's next on our list oh god okay i want to talk about fortnite i'm so sorry i'm so sorry who, i'm gonna be that who guy are, who are you apologizing to? are we gonna play yes yes no all right <laughs> who's played fortnite no no uh, but i really want to now mm. why, why do you really want yeah to? why do you want to do all of a sudden not all of a sudden it's been since before my holiday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you had Fortnite on your mind before you went on vacation. Yes, okay. I did. No, I've had it on my mind for a long time. But, okay, we also touched on this a little bit in the episode where yeah. we talked about Switches. Oh, yeah, um, right. I, yeah, for me, gaming is very addictive. Yeah. For a lot of people, Same. it is. Um, and right now, I am full on into Zelda. Mm-hmm. So I want to finish that first. Yep. I had a phase of that. <laughs> and then uh, when right. I'm bored so with that, I Right, so you want one addiction at once. Yes. Okay, got it. Um, but um, no, yeah, but like, it seems very fun and I hear a lot of people talking about it. And I kind of started when I saw on King's Day that this oh, yeah, kid... Oh, that kid with the stand. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. If so it's... 
how do I even explain this thing? So there was this kid on the street on King's Day, which is this holiday that we've described previously, so we won't get into it. He had dragged his whole desktop computer out on the street with the monitor and stuff on like this weird camping table. And he was charging people money to play online, 50 cents. It was amazing. Yeah. And if you won, you got $10. But like the odds of you winning, this game is so hard. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many good people out there. And so, and like, I just stood there for a good half an hour watching them because it was fascinating. And it, it just was the first time that almost any game like this in my mind had bled into the real world and like that. I had never seen that before. But what I get, like, I'm, I, I've never played it, but mm. what I really get from it is that it's really colorful and mm -hmm. fun. Mm -hmm. um, it's for, it seems to be for everyone. Yes. And it is also... on. Every platform you yeah. can play it on your on your iPhone, I think. I literally think that this game is the you know how I don't know if you remember twenty years ago, but we had shareware. Do you remember shareware? Yeah. You got it on a floppy disk, and it was like free forever yeah. if you want, and then you could pay when you wanted, and it would like maybe give you one feature or do nothing. One of those two. Um, it really reminds me of what happened when, after that, we moved into subscription services, which was like the birth of SaaS. Whoever, I think it was Atlassian, came up with it first, actually, ironically. Well, they claim they did. Anyway, it reminds me of that happening to the game industry 20 years later. Yeah. So, like, the game industry's model has been this. 60 buck games, or well, it depends on what market you're in. If you're in New Zealand, it's 99. Well, um, or if you're so in Europe, expensive. often it's 70 euros. Yeah. So we get screwed on the tax. Well, and I've been seeing like every new Microsoft console, they add ten dollars to the price yep, of a game. Exactly. Which is uh, the Xbox One, it was one hundred ten euros for most games. I actually just got rid of that thing; it was terrible. And so, what you're starting to see, I think, is them realize the SaaS model is better. Like, you can get money out of people longer term. And so, what you get two weird things. EA is the like, notorious for just like fucking this up over and over. So. They have microtransactions in basically every game. I think The Sims 4, for example, had microtransactions where you could buy t-shirts for like $1 of real money. Yeah. Like I hate and every games. other game yeah. has that. And EA's stuff like modifies the core game, and that's a problem, right? So they mess it up because you can just like, if you're rich, you can just like level up to the top level and be really powerful without doing anything. You just give money. And so I think Epic saw all of this happening, and they were just like, what if we release a game for free? And just change the way the model works. And so this Fortnite has been free for the whole time. You can download it on PC, Mac, uh, works on Linux, I think. I don't know for sure. PS4, Xbox, Switch Now, iPhone, and Android and uh, beta. And so it's literally on the every platform in the world. And if this was um, even five years ago, if you would buy Portal 2 uh, or maybe Call of Duty. Say you're buying Call of Duty uh, Modern Warfare 2, the last one I played. That shows how little I care about first-person shooters. Um, if you bought that on PC and you, your friends want to play on Xbox, you have two problems. One, you don't own an Xbox, so you have to buy an Xbox. Two, you have to buy it again on Xbox. You can play, like, from a Switch with a... Right, and so that's part three, is, like, it changed everything because you can just play with anyone. But I think, isn't it different for Sony? Yes, that's the... Yeah, so that's getting well into the weeds. So the biggest... What's, what's happening is uh, the whole gaming industry is flipping on its head right now because for years, you would have to buy on every platform. If your friends are on PS4, I have a friend who literally buys games on every platform so he can play with all of his different friends. He's really into it. And the weird thing about this is Fortnite came out and they were like, no, 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 this is not how it works. You just have an account with us. And on each platform, it's free and you just sign in and it syncs all your shit. And That's so awesome. just Whoa. to be clear, before we get this cross-platform, how do they make money is probably the best 
question, right? Because you can play for free, but you, you, there's also an upgrade thing, right? Yeah, so there is paid stuff. So And that's where it gets really interesting because unlike EA, so there's in-game transaction things and like in-game currency and like yeah, all yeah. that shit, which immediately makes you go gross, whatever. Like this game is probably a write-off. But the difference with Epic is it's not game-altering. So you pay and you get access to um, what they call a battle pass, which is for each quarter... The whole game changes every quarter, so they just add new shit in the next quarter. And then there's new modes, and then there's new weapons, and you get different costumes and stuff. And so you pay $10, and you get access to all of that for three months, and then uh, you have to buy again after that, so subscription. Uh, or you just don't. You can still play for free. You just won't get any of the challenges and the level level up stuff. But again, it doesn't affect the game. You just get different suits for your person. Like, they just oh. look different. People love that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what you start seeing is... Fortnite is motivated by making the game better over time. They have to make it even better every quarter to keep getting money. And yeah. so they've just been killing it. Like this quarter oh, they added so all this extra stuff. So it motivates them, but it also motivates us. And you, oh, yeah, and okay, you get sucked in because cool. you can still play the new shit, but you can't do any of the fun, like... The leveling is completely pointless, but it lets you get... You can buy all of the skins outright, or most of them, like the looks and outfits and stuff. But if you just get the battle pass, you can level up over time and unlock it for free. Oh. So you just buy the cheap thing, and you just play, and it's really fun because it adds stuff into the game. It'll be like, oh, you have to hunt for like three rubber ducks, and we'll give you five thousand experience points to get to the next level. Oops, sorry. Uh, and I think like the funny thing about that is nobody else can see it. So like, if you have the paid thing, you can see rubber ducks on the map, and you have to like go and pick them up. But nobody else knows you're doing that, so it doesn't fuck up the game because you're not getting extra guns or something. It's really, really well done. Um, but the Switch thing is really fascinating. So it works everywhere. I could play with you on my PC with a Switch right now. Wow, that's so fucking cool. I think it's awesome. That's, yeah, that's like literally my dream from when I was a kid. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's 2018 and it was the first time it happened is this year, basically, or I, like late last year. I vividly remember when I found out that the game that I owned for my PlayStation 2 that I couldn't play with my friend who had like an Xbox. And I was like... Mm. We have the same freaking game. It's from the same the company. They just want more money. Yeah. And that's what's funny is I think the industry has lied to everybody for years about this. Ironically, Microsoft was the again uh, the only one who actually wanted to change that. Two years ago, they announced this thing. It was like the cross-platform tools or something, and developers could for free get Windows to Xbox to PS4 connectivity. And I think that's what Fortnite is built on. Nobody used it. The only thing I want from Microsoft right now is that they'll release Age of Empires for Mac. Thank oh, that's you. not happening. They know. know how much value there is in their IP. Because they're releasing Age of Empires 4 in three months. I know. I and know. I'm going to be playing the shit out of that. Yeah. I was playing Definitive Edition, the refresh, uh, recently. It's fantastic. But, I want it. So I think that there's a big reason that this is succeeding the way it is. You're seeing it bleed over everywhere. Like, Zach knows about Fortnite and you don't, like, you didn't play it or yeah. anything. I haven't seen a game this popular outside of the gaming industry yeah. since Pokemon Go. Yeah, absolutely. It's just as popular. And I think the big thing is if you don't play it, you probably watch it on YouTube. <laughs> like it's that big. Do you yeah. do you want to play it now? No, because I'm also a very addictive personality and I would definitely get way too into it. So I really like it for... I also have this problem, except I found that I can stop myself playing it. Um, but the big thing for me is it's just like something that 
it's still on a computer or a switch but at least it's not work because i just tend to work otherwise so i'll just fire it up i'll play with my friends who are online and then just get off after like four or five games because they're very fast that's the other nice thing um but i think i think the reason it's just so popular is it's free it's just it's crazy it's a it's i think the reason it matters there's been free games in the past let's be clear about that lots of free games this is call of duty level polish for free for anybody and you can play the whole game for free like that's why it's crazy um and i think i, I don't know I, I i have a feeling that it's going to go this way big time yeah and the the battle pass is only 10 euros right yeah at the moment 10 or 15 yeah it's very so cheap it's not really that expensive so if you're sucked in but they make right. so so much money it's like the world's most profitable game already i think really well like recurring revenue wise right, yeah it's it's I think I saw they announced yesterday that they have 120 million monthly active users. It's six months out of beta. Well, it's still in beta, but it's six months open access, I think. So what I love about it the most is it feels truly friendly. Yeah. Which is new. So, yeah. So my impression of every shooting game is like you load in usually and then you get sniped by some guy from the other side of the map immediately and then you do it again and you get sniped. But that's, I think, what you're saying is like you can just play it. It's fun. Yeah, but also, like, everything is friendly. Like, yeah. the, the core of this the game seems to be super friendly. It's got Minecraft elements in it, too, which is a reason that I think kids like it. And they've been genius with, like, remixing IP as well. So they, I, I, I'm going to show how bad I am at, like, the Marvel Universe right now. But they have the, the fist thing. Uh, the, like, golden fist, and it's, like, one of the guys, I don't know. That sounds really bad. Um, there's one, like, character who is uh, Ragnarok's first? No. God, I should Google it. I'm going to Google it. You can edit this it's out. It's Thanos, but I didn't Thanos. want to... Oh. I didn't want to be the comic book nerd in the room. Oh, because, my God. Like, I, I Zach, also have not seen that movie. movie. Okay, so it's Thanos' first. They did a crossover. <laughs> Sorry. I also don't watch those movies, but I just have yeah, to you. I'm sorry, I just literally don't... Hey, Adam is also making fun of me. Okay, so they had Thanos' uh golden fist for uh 72 hours you could it would randomly designate somebody in the game with that thing and it would give you like crazy abilities and you could kill that person and get it and so all of these crossovers bring in even more people every time they do that if they would do a pokemon yeah you can be pikachu like it would go nuts and i think nintendo you is would genius. get sued yeah <laughs> I, all of this is to say i think that this game is going to drive so many nintendo sales so it's it alone did it release yesterday? Yes. On the Big, Switch. Yeah, Six on, o'clock yesterday. On yeah. E3, right? Yeah, during E3, they, it was the second or third thing they announced. Like, they knew... But we already knew it was coming. It wasn't, yeah, I mean, it it was wasn't a surprise. But, look, they're geniuses. I mean, they, really they will put it on anything with a screen, let's be honest. Like, yeah. it's on every platform. They don't give a shit. They just want it to Apple be Watch. out there. Yeah, exactly, probably. Maybe, maybe you can also play, like, on your touch bar at some point. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm surprised there haven't been more, like, touch bar games. I'm not. Did you know that Apple didn't even mention the touch bar once at WWDC? Not even once. Apple is not fun like that, you know. They well, are I saw all a, serious. I actually saw a great um, uh, article today. I'll put it in the show notes because it's really fun. It's on the homepage of Quartz. It was, Apple is not fun anymore. Oh. It is um, true. And it was a piece about how, like, remember the iPod Nano? You could get it in, like, 50 colors. It's, like, bl- three kinds of blue and 12 greens and... The weird hot pink one. For for me, <laughs> Apple doesn't have to be funny though, because I I just I want the them to make a solid laptop. Thank L- you. Like, so I, when please you, take note. Dreams are free. <laughs> when you design things, there is an element of delight that's valuable to design in. It's not required, yeah. but 
I mean, like, the Labo stuff. Well, like, Nintendo nailed it with the yeah, Switch. Exactly. Yeah, they There's nailed like, it so hard. It was... But even non-game things, like a little delightful interaction or moment can be really valuable, yeah. and I don't feel like we've been getting that from Apple. Not from Apple. I mean, Nintendo is just batshit insane as well. They're great. Like, yeah, when they unveiled the Switch, and... It's like, really hard to be serious and not fun if you're yeah. Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Like, they can't do it. That's I mean, not possible. Have you seen the Wii U? It's crazy. It was like the most insane thing that shouldn't have come out, but it was also just like a stupid, insane, what if we did it? I've idea. never played it. It's terrible. It's like if you made the Nintendo Switch, but you had to be in the same room as the console. Yeah. It was just like ahead of its time, I think. But the Switch, I remember when it came out, I was not interested, but then they had the like red and blue one. I was like, I need it. <laughs> it's just got colors. It is beautiful. But that's the funny thing about it. It's like you actually don't see that much hardware with that kind of stuff anymore. No, and I think Google figured it out. The little moments of delight, the like orange button. Yeah, blue phone. Blue kind of phone. Blue. Kind of just like people just want that shit now because Apple's been like space gray. Space well, Apple's gray, like, but we make a red gray. one. <laughs> and then a red one six months later to yeah. boost sales. You yeah. Know, you know what annoys me? Space gray is never the same space gray. They've never explained well, that they either. Had, they had wait. They had a. Why well, isn't was... the back of my iPhone just black? And it doesn't match the new MacBook. No, it, n- nothing matches. If yeah. you put all the space well, gray they want items, you to buy another one. no, seriously, if you have all the space gray things and you put them next to each other, they're all fucking different. Uh, yeah, well, and they did the jet black in the seven range. I know. Do you oh like, yeah, there was that why? other black. I, I just don't get it. And the, the iPhone X is the same way. I just want it to be the same kind of black as it's, the It's funny for a company that obsesses about like ma- like this kind of detail. It's just like, I, I saw somebody published a picture, and I'll put it in the show notes because it's just worth seeing, of like all, all of Apple's space grays. I think there's like six of them or eight of them. There was, there was <laughs> another literally what I just said. <laughs> yeah, but no, like next to each other across the product lines, there's eight different space right. grays in each subset. Well, material science is not easy. Yeah, it's not I easy, mean, but like, also it's advertising. Hundreds of thousands yeah. of anything is oh, not going to be. I can tell you. Something. I don't. It's inconsistent because it's a hard problem. I, I'm not saying that they do it on purpose. I yeah, think it's true. You're probably right. I think it's inconsistent because they don't care that much. Like uh, they don't care. Of all things they care about, their hardware is what they care about. Yeah, I know, and you can see the lesser caring in the way that they release that. I think like. They, they'll say, like, oh, yeah, we couldn't release a new MacBook because we we're waiting for the best technology available, and then they release it in the wrong color. It's like, what? I don't know. I, I can't s- wait for the next narrative. I still I like my iPhone, though. Oh, I it's forgot. I forgot really the nice iPhone. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, I, had in my, I had Frederick's iPhone in my hand, and it's... Is it's it nice. eight? Yes. Ah, oh, I really like the that. Glass, glass, glass. I yeah. love my Pixel 2, but they... The feeling of an That's iPhone the white. is... That's the white. I just want to run Android on... Let me fucking run Android Re- on do it. Do you remember there was actually a project? Wow. There was a number of projects years ago. Some guy got Android booting on, like, iPhone. And I'm pretty sure he got, like, sued into hell. Yeah. Uh, and the project sure. disappeared. So, you know... I just, like... A- Apple does this, too. Like, used to be able to boot camp really easily, and it's even harder yeah, now. Yo, I saw this girl in a train, and she was holding something that at first glance looked like an iPhone. Yeah. But it had like an oval home Oh, button. yeah, it's pretty Huawei. And it was running a sort of mock iOS. Oh, yeah. have I've you ever those. bought... Oh, my God, I bought one of those. And like back when the 4S came out, you could buy fake 4Ss. It was the same... It was people buying the same parts before Touch ID and just like putting something else on it. 
And I, it was amazing the level of detail they had got. Like, it was obviously, like, as soon as you clicked anything, it was obvious that something wasn't right. It's like but, fake like, Pokemon cards. Yeah, like, this moment you push the settings app, it, like, comes up with, like, a white screen that definitely isn't. But, like, they had faithfully copied everything. It wasn't, like, stretched icons or anything. It was just this weird, oh, my God. But AliExpress, you can find so many weird things like this. I love AliExpress. But the other way around doesn't really seem to exist, indeed. I just Apple has always been a hardware company. They don't nail services sometimes, and I just think they should be yeah. like, "Look, we're gonna make the best computers, and you can run whatever you want on them. We're gonna Imagine. make the best Imagine. phones, and you run." I just like they want lock-ins, so you buy more of their products. But like, honestly, I'd be more loyal to their hardware. Yeah, that's an interesting point. It's like but this is just like pipe dream. It's never going to happen. Let's go back to Switch because this company is also extremely bad at services. Yeah. My Switch is like my favorite like stupid ass device because it doesn't do anything on one hand. And then there's the fact that like if Frederica is playing Stardew Valley and maybe we want to play multiplayer together, I go to her profile, it will pop up. Frederica is online. You can push on their name. And then the only option is block. What? <laughs> yeah. You've never done this? No. The only option is block. Or, like, uh, best friends, and neither of these things do anything. What? And it's because Nintendo, of all people, hasn't finished, like, they shipped the Switch in September last year, and in Apple fashion, they have not shipped the online services update, which will enable all of these things later. So, like, it's so funny. If you play Splatoon, so Splatoon is the only one with a beta of, um, like, the online services. Yeah. And because it's not finished, you have to download an app on your phone, and then you connect it with your Switch, and then you have to use your phone for the VoIP stuff because it's not enabled on the Switch yet. Oh. Just and like so, you can't use Bluetooth headsets. But oh, yeah, that's a fuck up. It's a software mess up. It, the the chipset supports it. I, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. the thing works with Bluetooth, right? I have so many questions about that stuff, though. Like, Nintendo, like, they got so far. And, like, we're back at the beginning again. But Nintendo got so far and then just, like, failed miserably on the last, like, wow. this much. That triggered the Linkin Park song immediately <laughs> oh god oh, Adam <laughs> asked Adam asked because we've got live uh, is Splatoon worth it I really love that game I've it's, never played it's the it. weirdest Japanese game I would say that's like crossed over to western markets and it's just fantastic it's like if you make an FPS but it's just paintball it's just really fun I've never played it to yeah it's not as popular but I really like it anyway I really like the name it look, it's yeah, sounds like funny um, okay Let's move on. Oh, actually, I do want to say one more thing. They There was a whole bunch of Nintendo's announcements, and we should just talk about it for a second, because I just love my Switch yeah, so let's much. Do E3. It's an yeah. unexpected hit for me. I bought it. So in the Netherlands, we have this thing called like the cool-down period in English. It's like that if you buy online, you can return anything for oh, like yeah. 14 days. Like you can buy a refrigerator, and they have to come get it, because it's the cool-down period. And we had a lot of trouble with this, actually, at the MOV. Um, because people would buy bikes and then just ask for the their cool down ride on the fourteenth day, and like we have to do it, and like it costs so much money to ship a bike. Anyway, <laughs> so but uh, but I bought it expecting to return it. I was just like, I'll play the switch for thirteen days, and just return it. Oh god, that definitely oh, no. didn't. Oh, hell there was no. not not a chance. Like that's. But it's like it, it's the only other hardware I ever felt like the iPad. Do you remember that feeling the first time you? Had iPad. It didn't really do that much, but it felt like it was really nice. It's kind of like that. It doesn't do much. We put a game. Wow. Well, it, was it Adam's newsletter that talked about this? Yes. Of like, it's not meant for a ton, and that's the value of There's it. There's no growth hack. And this keeps coming up on the podcast. Like, 
I think this is the future of products. Stuff that does one thing good. It's, yeah, or a couple things. Or, mm. you know, this is where I game, but I can't also read. Like, these unitask devices. Did you ever mm-hmm. use the experimental web browser on the Kindle? <laughs> no, but I heard about it from you. I would like you to know that you can load Twitter in it, except it really sucks. It's it's. I love that it's experimental. It's been eight years since they released it. Um, it barely does anything. But you're right. It's the same thing. It's like it's just not the focus. And I think like a screen that also does Alexa, that also does refrigeration, whatever, is just not a thing we want or need. I love my Kindle, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're new. You're new to this. Yeah, I only got it like three months ago, two months ago, because I got it as a early birthday gift for myself which kindle did you get the paper whites yeah paper whites and i got it in white which is really nice Ooh, that's new it's really beautiful actually Mm. i just i might get one my only reaction to that because i had a kindle for i love how long they last first of all but i just want more e-ink things i completely agree more e-ink devices crazy like i would love a ipad sized device that just let me take notes you know this exists right yeah it's in japan it's Sony makes it. Yeah, I've seen yeah. it. It's it actually looks crazy cheap. expensive, the one that I saw. Well, it was like 700 yeah, euros. Yeah, everyone's like, it's 700. I'm like, yeah, it's an iPad price. Also, but the problem with e-ink is it's just really expensive to make big panels of e-ink. But I also saw there's this amazing... that's um, getting used in different places that you wouldn't expect. There's this startup that does the meeting meeting room signs in mm-hmm. e-ink. You probably saw it, seen it on Instagram. I that's where that, I keep yeah. getting advertised it. But there's also in Sydney, they just updated all their bus signs to be e-ink. Genius. Yo, you know what also would work really well in e-ink is uh, in supermarkets. Yeah, those things. Yeah. They, we have that in New Zealand. Yeah, well, I've those seen them tags. in not e-ink, but it would be nice yeah. to be in e-ink. Yeah, the biggest challenge, I think, with e-ink, and that's why we haven't seen it, is two things. It's um, color reproduction is really hard. Like, the Pebble did it, but it's, like, tiny. And just the panels are so expensive. And they're very, very... Um, prone to breaking. If one ink thing bursts, it's just like over. Yeah, okay. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, so, sidestep. I like that we yeah. uh, started talking about E3 and ended up talking about E ink. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's good. And I love that we're about to talk about Apple again. So let's, okay. I really, really uh, want to no, talk no, no, about no, no, this. No, 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 But, um, Mario, first Super Mario Party. Oh, yeah. It's cool. It's, it's cool. That's my take. I mean, I love the reason that Nintendo is cool is you can play games with other people IRL. Like, we could play it together with our Switches right now. Yeah. And I think that's... Oh, I don't have... One. They're the only company that encourages but that. It's cool, though. You can now play... The game is, like, designed so you can play with a group. So you can play with four people. But then if you have two Switches, you can play with eight people. Together, the same game. You just put them next to each other. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then there's also the thing where you can move the Switches and it's dynamic. It's so fun. It's so cool. If this was... The Xbox, you would need four Xboxes to do this, yeah. and you'd all need to be subscribed to Xbox Live Gold. Wait, when the Xbox <laughs> first came out, I had the Xbox right when it came yeah. out. Yeah, it was everything. The one with the dinner plate size controller. Yeah. Do you oh yeah. That one? yeah. Yeah. My brother just sent me this YouTube video of this guy recreated the like original. No, they sell it controller. Now. They oh, sell it. It's the amazing. The big boy, I think it's called. The, the big boy. It's, uh, but um, you 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 had a cable to network xboxes together oh, and you yeah. could do up to eight yeah i was i had i was the kid in high school who could do it we used a 10 base t link fucking switch thing i borrowed from the school that conveniently went missing and my friends would bring their xboxes we'd play halo one. Oh, oh my god, god. that was my garage i was the only person who knew how to do that nerd 
Okay, so let's talk about Apple. It's our favorite thing. No, okay. The only reason I want to talk about it again this week is something changed ever so slightly, I guess, since we talked about WWDC. Yeah. And they changed the App Store policy. After announcing that last week that they would, I, mean, I guess, be tracking, uh, cracking down on tracking on the platform. So, like, tracking. they mentioned no, no more sharing buttons in the browser and that kind of thing. Yeah, Safari. And now they're blocking two things. Contact harvesting for market marketing purposes, awesome. which is very specific and very interesting. And number two, tracking what things you do on your phone between apps. And so that was banned technically before, but now it's explicit. And wait, is it explicit right now, or is it explicit in iOS twelve? That's what I don't understand about yeah. the change because it doesn't say. And I, I feel like it has to be iOS twelve. I think it's with iOS twelve. Um, but it's fascinating because there's a secret underworld basically. Of everybody's worried about computer tracking because you've got like ad blocks and shit, so you can see it. And on iOS, it's just bad. And on Android, it's just bad because developers put these kits in their apps that, like for Facebook, that they make for you for free that do all these free things like Facebook login and analytics and like help with your errors and also track everything you do on your phone. And the only reason it works is because everybody uses them. Right. So <laughs> my understanding is that what Facebook could do is if you had three separate apps on your iPhone mm -hmm. and Facebook was the, you were using their kit to have like a login with Facebook on and each three. of these apps, they could associate you as one person yes. and then know the three apps that you use. And that's how they do whatever. those targeted ads so well, right? Yeah, and that's and uh, they do it so well that people think they are listening in on you, which yes. is crazy. Well, that's the funny thing is, yeah. yeah, if you think they're listening in on you, they are. It's just not with a microphone. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, and it's interesting because like, they're not going to see every... Yeah, Adam says in the Discord that think of the tracking pixel from the web, but you can't stop it. And yeah. you don't even know it's there. Like, you yeah. can't see anything. So what another interesting thing I learned about is that apparently... Um, Facebook sometimes uh, buys apps. Onovo, the VPN provider. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So and but they don't brand it as being Facebook. They just no, be quiet they leave about it. leave the company it. alone. Yeah. yeah. And then that way they can kind of see what is kind of trending. Yeah. Because through the VPN thing they can. They watch people. Holy exactly. Shit. Yeah. So that's like a more detailed version of it. But I think even then, like. And then they acquire those companies yeah. that are. Well, they can see what's happening in the industry as a result. Exactly. So they have the best trending, the best way to find out what is trending right now. Well, yeah, so which they is can see so smart, but also so creepy. And that's what's basically banned now is like you're not allowed to gather cross app shit, and it's actually it's gonna be crazy, right? Like if you if Facebook suddenly can't see everything, I wonder if their like ad accuracy is just gonna go off a cliff or something. It's quite weird. And I love that there's this whole underworld with this. They don't even say... I only found a snippet of how they explain the privacy stuff buried so far on their website this morning because of GDPR. Hey, so they... Now Instagram and Facebook has to update their apps. They have. They already have. Yeah. Did you accept it already? You probably did. You probably just pushed OK. On Facebook. Oh, you mean, hang on, for GDPR or for this thing? I remember... Turning off some face tracking thing. Oh, yeah. That was the same, was it? There was an agree button at the end. Yeah. Yeah, so I deleted my Facebook after all of this because the, if you said no, that was the only option. So I just did it. Yeah. It's great. I know. <laughs> I, uh, it's kind of annoying. I, I don't really know what to do with my Facebook account. I just leave it. 
get rid of it. Right. Yeah, well, I deleted mine. I don't need it. You can create, I found out you can create a messenger account exclusively away from the profile. So yeah, I just I have recreated an Instagram it. account separate. Yeah, and so now I have a messenger. I can still message my friends, but not having a Facebook profile. It's cool. Okay. I still but, worry about it. Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, it's the same company. Yeah. It's still concerning. But we also still use WhatsApp and shit, right? But here's the thing. Like, I hate WhatsApp. So, I But now them. they're not allowed to track shit in other people's apps. That was the biggest problem that nobody is talking about. It's like, oh, it's so cool. Apple's doing stuff to like make the web more private. But on their own platform, they were letting Facebook do this the whole time. Yeah. It's so weird. And there's heaps of companies doing this. I, I was looking at it this morning. It's like a weird underworld. Because you can't see. Like You're like, oh, well, I'm using, I don't know, Snapchat. They probably use a lot of these things because they give you all the shit free so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. I, I only realize now how aggressive a company Facebook is. Aggressive? Yeah. They're, they've got tentacles everywhere. Yeah. Well, they need to see everything to make their ad platform worth it, I think. No, but it's they're also aggressive in the way where they just clone successful apps mm. or acquire successful apps or... Yeah, yeah everything. So, okay, if you look at, like, Fang, right? Facebook, mm. Apple, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. Oh, yeah. Facebook and Google are both just ad money. Like, that's their primary yeah. source of income. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. I wonder, like, the next giant company we'll see, which I don't know if we'll ever get into like company. Like a new giant one. Like, Facebook was much later than the other two, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess Google way. wasn't as big yet, but, like... You know, are we going to get another company that size anytime soon? That's a good question. I guess you can lump Microsoft in. But it, Fangs with, is like an investor relations yeah. term, but like... I don't think you'll get another one based on ad revenue. Yeah, that's what I'm again. saying. It's like, I think that that's, Somebody that's asked, over. On Twitter, like, I saw a really good thread about this the other day. Somebody was tweeting something about, um, can you name... A, and this is a great question for you both. Can you name any physical business in the world that is only ad supported? You go there for free. Any business that gives, like, does something for you. Like a physical business. Yeah, anything that's, like, not the internet that does everything for free and shows you ads. My first, here's my first one so you don't use it. Movie theater. Then I realized that's not true. It's a popcorn stand. Well, you pay. That's how they, yeah, yeah. you pay and they cover it with a popcorn stand. So, is well, there anything else? I don't get, I don't get away from that. 90% of movie tickets, are fun, like, movie theaters are funded by, like, the snacks. Yeah. The ticket that, basically does nothing. That's basically every restaurant as well yeah right and so but can you think of anywhere that is because i thought we did we even had a restaurant in my hometown where the food was free as long as you had drinks what yes how bad was the food it was very bad but it was like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so adam said newspapers but it's still content so that's the interesting thing is like the only businesses that are physical that give things away for free are content because it's ad shit. It's really interesting. And it, it tells you a lot, I think, about what you said. Like, Netflix gives you value, and they yeah. change the model. I Thing give them money, they give me unlimited content, access but... nearly to unlimited things I want to see for the most yeah. part. Like, But the thing is, if, they're gonna, if, they, if a service gives away their product for free, it means you are the product. Yes. Yeah. And I think we saw a huge shift when technology came in, because everyone's like... Can't charge users. They won't pay. Blah blah blah. And then like did all these crazy things. And then it turns out we really, this doesn't work. really, really have to shift that paradigm. And I think mm. we're already. If you look at like 
um, uh, Patreon, I yeah. feel like we are shifting it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And people I, are willing. I I remember. I mean, I know people that are like, uh, "No, nah, I'm not gonna pay one dollar for an app mm-hmm. on the App Store," but. I think it's getting rarer. Usually when I say like, oh yeah, no, I like paying for stuff that I really like, people are like, oh yeah, that makes sense. And they, mm. it's not even that hard to change people's minds on stuff like that. Yeah, I think, so there's some interesting points in the Discord that um, it does have low revenue per user. But the interesting thing is, is it's still growing the amount of users. So there's obviously, there's like things that people will pay for. I think, and I'm biased because I run something that does this, but I think people will just pay not to get ads. What? Yeah. Can I just say that, like, Silicon Valley ruined everything? I mean, yeah. Silicon Valley did not invent capitalism. That was the Dutch, I think. But, right. um, <laughs> Probably. But, like, it's okay that they don't make a lot of revenue. Like, right. not every company needs to be Amazon. Right. Like, I think it should be more acceptable. And I think why I said Silicon Valley ruined this is because VCs want a 10x plus oh, return right, on yeah. their investment. But, like, if companies like Patreon can just have a little bit more money than they need to exist. Yeah. Well, that's MailChimp is a great example of a business that succeeded on only spending the money it had to grow. And I think that's... I think that with the 10x unicorns that we've come full circle to, like, the Dropbox, GitHub thing, I think, like, the 10x unicorn days, uh, you still see it occasionally. Like, Bird is going for a $2 billion round right now. Yeah. Stupid. Stupid. Um, but I think I think you're not going to see that as much. Well, you're only going to see it in really like established moats. Like you need a moat that's really defensible. Scooters, ironically, do have good economics, and it's really easy to defend against because you need to get a bajillion scooters. But I was laughing so hard on about the. Stop it! We'll call the police. We're calling the police. Yeah, I love it. Oh my god. Sorry. I don't know if they ever like went back on it, but it was terrible. Just to bring back your analogy of like the digital world to the physical world, there are stores that exist in your city hmm. that offer things that are not for everybody, right? That's true. There's specific niches. They don't. They're not like every person in the city goes here. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's a niche, and it could be yeah. anything. It could be just like a type of food. Even I want. I want to see more products and and things on the web that are just like we well, things. we're gonna serve our audience. Hmm. We're going to be really good at it, and we're going to not try and become Amazon about it. And yeah. I think we need more Specialty of that. Specialty shops for the internet. Yeah, it's like being yes, anti-Walmart in the United States. Yeah. It's like you want all those little shops because it's there's a lot of value there. Yeah, I think like you, you, you will by default go to the big platforms to buy the things that they sell, and then you go to the little ones to buy, get the things that they could do really well. And I think... This is the new norm. I don't know. I it's, it's interesting. I miss. I think that's what the old internet was too. It was just like a big city of weird. Yes. And now it's less weird. And like I get a lot of shit. Uh, like not shit, but just like questions and comments. We talked about this uh, in the first episode about running my own blog. People are like, why do you do it? I'm like, I don't know, because now it's kind of rare and weird. Yeah, it's like everyone has a medium account. Yeah, I know, but I own my audience. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, but it's it's weird because you end up on the other end of the spectrum as a result. So, yeah, and you're not trying to serve everybody on I the think web. You, you don't. Can't. Yeah, yeah. It's silly to think that everybody. Oh God, can. Let's just do the Monopoly episode. No, yeah. Okay. Uh, d- d- yeah. We'll just play Monopoly. I, I want to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Would anybody listen to that? I don't know. These are all the bad no. jokes we edit out, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I was wondering, do you think? Writing on Medium, for example, also has influence on what people are writing. 
Yeah, I think that oh, yeah. medium is heavily trend-based. become, like, medium writers instead yeah. of actual writers? Absolutely. I see the same people in my feed recommended all the time because I've been on there enough and I write for it. I am one of those people who probably comes up for other people because of it. Like, there's all these trend... Like, medium is very trendy. Like, I don't know. I, I think, like, you write for medium. I do. I write very differently if I'm going to publish there because it's a different thing than, like my hot take on my shit blog. Like, it's a different product. And so I think you see it a lot. Like on Medium, you see like one sentence enter another charged sentence enter statement that's scandalous, two enters. Like, (laughs) it's just, I think it's the format. And we we should save it for another episode because it's been long. We can talk about Medium. Yeah. Like, it's shithouse. I want to talk about how much money they're paying writers to just, like, write shit there sometime. We need to talk crazy. about it because I love me. Ed Williams is, like, high on his own supply. But I used to yeah, love, I love it and I hate so it. much and I completely, it's completely out of my... Yeah, it still gets a lot of traffic. It's really hard to build an audience there yeah. as compared to, like, Twitter or yeah. Instagram. And it's really uh, maybe intimidating to start doing yeah. it. But once you start doing it, it's like there's a rush involved because they've gamified it a little bit. Yeah. And claps they, and stats. They and... put people in front of... They put new writers in front of people. They actually really do. And I really admire that about them. It's like they've made a lot of people write. And they've given them audiences. And that's not how blogs worked before. Like you basically had to beg people to read your shit on RSS feeds or something for a long time. And that's what I like what Medium... Anyway, that's... that's we'll get into Medium. Medium episode. I'll yeah. save it for next week for sure. Okay. We've got to wrap up here because I have to go to a dinner. Uh, <laughs> and I have a meeting with the West Coast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's time zone o'clock. Okay, so if you're listening and you like this, please rate us on iTunes. We love that. Do whatever rating you like. Four stars, five stars, maybe not one star. No, but like if you have feedback that's bad, just email us as well and maybe we can fix it. So hello at Charge Podcast or hi at Charge Podcast, one of those two. I think both work actually because John and I had the same problem. Anyway, show notes are at chargepodcast.com. Do you know that you talk about the hello slash hi? Every week. Every week? I know, I can never remember, and it works. I'm pretty sure both work, because I get emails sometimes. So then, just see... Say Say both. Hello or hi at chargepodcast.com. Or just one. I like both. Anyway, okay, so... (laughs) You can... Why not both? You can just email any email address at chargepodcast.com. I'll make that work. Like, shit, at chargepodcast.com. Oh, yeah, please do that. Thanks, Adam. Uh, <laughs> it's like he's just saying oh, Discord um, okay and uh, join the all, Discord please do join the Discord it's really fun we do live stuff sometimes and it's just kind of cool to get questions I think it's really fun to actually talk about things that people want to hear um, and I'd like to do more of that other than that we will see you next week thank you for joining us and it's so good to have Frederica back yay, yay. bye Miskis everyone Miskis while Mika gets put away. I, I usually put him away first, but we're off our uh, game. Hello. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Just keep that sound for later. <laughs> <laughs>